So before we begin, I just got a couple of news items to talk about. The first one, of course, is those 14,000 trout that Connecticut released. Those were released as a result of ongoing repairs to the Quinnebog hatchery. Weather was perfect for the repairs, so they, uh, they released a whole bunch of trout. Their loss is your gain. I'll put a graphic up on the screen here that shows all the ponds that receive some of those trout. Most of these fish are between 10 and 14 inches, and uh, it's probably your best bet for bending a rod in Connecticut this week. Other thing, of course, is the giveaway, which is ongoing. That's going to end on March 1st. I got a couple more photos this week, a couple of them pretty good ones, so the, uh, the competition is definitely heating up. Uh, you guys know the drill by now. You text them to me at the number on the screen, or you can email them to danderson at thefisherman.com. The only stipulations are it's got to be a recent catch, and it's got to show you in the photo. And uh, other than that, send those photos in, and we'll see who wins. So let's start things off in Massachusetts now. And in Mass, um, the state's kind of split. You know, you go out west of Worcester, and uh, you're starting to find some safe ice, especially way out west. Uh, you get a little closer to the coast and things are open, like here. I'm out on the Cape right now, fishing for trout and perch. Um, so, you've got hard water and open water opportunities in Massachusetts. I uh, talked to Dan Southwick this week. He made a couple trips out to the western part of the state and nailed a couple nice pike on one of the uh, lakes out there through eight inches of ice. He said he was surprised to see that much ice. Uh, that's good news for you hard water guys, and it looks like after this next week, we've got a cold snap coming. It looks like we've got teens at night and 20s during the day for a few days, so I expect to see that safe ice creeping further toward the coast and also down into Connecticut and Rhode Island. So, uh, you know, you hard water guys, keep your fingers crossed on that one, but, um, you know, so far, that's, that's the most encouraging news I've heard from the southern half of New England for ice fishermen this year. Uh, so... Uh, keep your eyes open for that, and if you guys get out there, definitely send me some photos, send me a report. I'd love to hear it. Um, heading out toward the coast now, out toward the Cape, we've got all open water here, and um, the bass fishing over the last 10 days, from what I've been hearing, has started to taper off. I think winter's just starting to take hold a little bit more than it has. I know it's been a mild January, but, you know, the water's cold. My feet are cold right now, standing here in the water, and um, it's just... You know, it's just a sign of the times, or it's just the time of year that it is. You know, here we are almost in February now, and uh, still got open water and still viable fisheries going on. Uh, so that bass fishing is slowing down a little bit, but the trout fishing is still cranking pretty hard. I talked to Ian from the Goose this morning. He said he had a great morning at Peter's Pond. Uh, I've taken a few trout this morning so far. Um, so trout bite is looking good. A lot of finesse fishing going on right now. Um, I've been throwing Ned Briggs for most of the morning and um, that's really been getting it done for me. Um, and you know Ned Briggs catch everything so I've caught some yellow perch. Um, you know, you're definitely gonna have a shot at getting some bass as well and you can even catch pickerel on those things. Uh, speaking of pickerel that's the other fishery that's really firing hard right now especially out on the Cape. You fish the right ponds that have a lot of pickerel in them. Uh, throw jerk baits or definitely live shiners and um, you're definitely gonna put a bend in the rod. Um, outside of that though, I'm not seeing a whole heck of a lot uh, saltwater fishing wise at all. I haven't heard of a single uh, guy fishing for holdover stripers this week and um, I haven't heard of anyone getting out in a boat to do any cod fishing or anything like that. So um, that's a story that I have for you guys in Massachusetts this week. Over Rhode Island we do have some saltwater options. Um, still got the Francis fleet making runs out to uh, Cox's and they are still finding codfish. They're doing a lot of moving around still, you know bouncing from wreck to rock pile to reef, um, or ledge I should say, and they are by the end of the day putting together pretty good catches on most trips. 
Uh, most of the fishing they're doing is with live, I mean with bait, I should say, but um, they are taking some time to do some jigging and they're finding some fish that way as well. Um, on the striper side of things in Rhode Island, it's just just kind of an off season. It started off like it was, you know, kind of puttering along like it was going to be decent. Uh, over these last couple weeks, it's really just kind of taken a dive. Um, I do know a few guys that got fish at Rhode Island this week. Most of those fish were taken in the dark, and most of those fish were taken, uh, you know, ones and twos taken after hours and hours of effort. So if you don't mind putting in a lot of time and you don't mind getting cold, um, you will, you, your perseverance will pay off. But um, it's been a tough bite uh, for the holdover fish in Rhode Island this week. Uh, the last thing in roadie, of course, is all those salmonids, different species that they stocked over the last, or the first half of January, let's say. Um, seeing really good returns on the Sebago salmon. Lots of people posting pictures of those. Lots of people sending pictures of those in. A few rainbow trout pictures seen as well, but I have not yet seen a lake trout photo. Um, so I don't know what the deal is with that. I don't know if they just head right out to deeper water and kind of disappear for a while, or if they get really lethargic and have been tough to uh, target after being stocked. I, I really don't know, those are just guesses, but um, I would love to see a photo. I have a lot of questions about these lake trout. How big are they? How aggressive are they? Are they milling around where they were stocked? Are they just heading out into the deep water? I don't know. Uh, so if you get into those, please uh, send me a report, send me a picture, I'd love to know. I'm probably gonna give a try for those uh, later in the week this week, so uh, I'll let you guys know if, uh, if I succeed next week. Um, but that's really all the fishing that I know of that's going on in Rhode Island this week. As we move over into Connecticut, um, got quite a few options going on in Connecticut right now. Of course, we still have no ice to speak of in Connecticut. There may be some up in the northwest corner, but I haven't heard of it if there is. Um, so most of the ice fishermen, as I said last week, have taken matters into their own hands. Now they're fishing some of the coves uh, with rod and reel, and, um, and they're finding some pike, and they're doing it with live bait. So you're going to, you know, throw a large... You know, a pond shiner like you typically typically throw on a tip-up. You're going to throw it out there under a float, or you're going to live line it just swing around. And, um, you know, you get a good shot of finding some pike. Dan Southwick, again, you know, the uh, <laughs> New England's most prolific freshwater angler. Uh, on the days that he didn't want to take a ride all the way out to Western Mass, he was fishing some of the Connecticut coves and finding some pike. Um, and he was, uh, you know, sent a couple pictures in solid fish, you know, and that's a great fishery. It's something that not a lot of people are taking advantage of because they think of it as an ice fishing only uh, venture, but it isn't, and Dan's proven that. Um, you're also going to find some panfish up on the river. Uh, perch and calico bass are biting really well. Of course, in between the time that you hear, I record this report and you hear it, we're going to get a ton of rain, and that's going to make some changes on the river. For a little bit more on that, let's toss it over now to Rowan Lytle. So we keep getting these influxes of rain just about every week now this winter, and uh, it's associated with some mild temperatures, which are great, but it uh, really makes things somewhat tricky in some cases in the Connecticut River here. Um, this time of year, you can have pretty good pike fishing with mild weather, but uh, with the water high like it currently is, the fish kind of push around. This isn't a time of year where they're concentrated yet pre-spawn. That won't really happen until March, so you really have to do some searching to find them. Um, it can spread out some of the other fish as well. Uh, it's not as big a factor with perch. They tend to be open water schoolers. They'll often be in the same places during this high water that they would be in lower water. Um, so you'll still be able to find them pretty well, but you might have a harder time with things like crappie or big bluegills. Um, the really good thing about this high water, and I'm crossing my fingers and hoping that this 
maintains itself right into the spring, we have not had good natural pike reproduction in the Connecticut River for quite a few years. And the reason for that is they really rely on big spring floods uh, to push up into flooded meadowland and, and, you know, deposit their eggs. So hopefully we get that high water and uh, ideally that'll create a bumper crop of pike for us for the next few seasons. But uh, we'll see. I got my fingers crossed, but it's certainly worth getting out there, getting on the river, especially if you can do so in a kayak or a small boat. Uh, good luck out there. So coming out of the Connecticut River and up into the rivers of Connecticut, um, you know, the Farmington is fishing well, the Salmon River is fishing well. Out west, you've got the Norwalk River, you've got the Naugatuck River, um, which is fishing well for salmon. Um, so there's a lot of options for the fly and light tackle guy that just wants to bend a rod, catch some trout. Um, also, don't forget again, Connecticut just released 14,000 rainbow trout into various water bodies throughout the state. I'll put that graphic back up here so you guys can see it once again. Uh, so there's a lot of options to just, you know, bend that rod with a trout this week. Um, if you want to get a little more serious about the Farmington, um, let's toss it over now to the guy who knows it best, and that's Derek Kirkpatrick from Connecticut Fish Guides. Hey Dave, on the Farmington River today, um, not much has changed, so we still have warm weather trends and high water. So nymphing your, your larger food items like stoneflies, case caddis, uh, some junk flies, mops, uh, squirmy worms, stuff like that is going to produce both indicator and euro. We're starting to see more bugs, so we're starting to see some early stones, some small stones. Still seeing some winter caddis and eventually um, we should have some dry fly activity as well. Uh, both you have a shot in the morning and in the latter part of the day with the stone flies. Um, so, you know, dry flies not out of, out of the equation completely. Um, outside of that, uh, streamer fishing has still been good. So your jigs and traditional streamers are gonna work uh, pretty, pretty good as well. So back to you, Dave. Finally, we have the holdover striper fishery, which in most of the spots in Connecticut is, I would say it's a down year. So Thames is a down year, Connecticut River's a down year, Niantic's down year, and uh, you know a few of the other ones like the Upper Quinnipiac and stuff like that, just not firing like they sometimes do. The exception, of course, is the Housatonic, where the fishing's been pretty good. It is showing some signs of kind of tapering off a little bit uh, over these last five or six days or 10 days or so. It's gotten a little colder fishery's gotten a little tougher. Um, actually put in a little bit of time there over the weekend when I was in Connecticut for the boat show and it was pretty bleak. Um, only had one bump for the entire like four hours that I was there and saw two guys catch one fish apiece. Uh, so just was a slower slow night for whatever reason the night that I was there. Um, but I have seen evidence and talked to guys who are who have been catching some fish um, just you know just seeing a slight slowdown and uh, definitely want to be there you know when the tide is moving pretty hard um, that seems to be when the bite has been the best uh, in especially during the more more recent fishery uh, for a little bit more on that and some other things that are going on out in the western part of the state let's toss it over now to max finch from fisherman's world this fishing the past week for anglers targeting the upper housatonic has definitely slowed down a lot the fish are getting lockjaw, and you really got to scale down your presentation especially fishing during the day Try fishing lures like Kytex, Albi Snacks, four and a half inch sluggos on quarter ounce to half ounce size jig heads. 
This time of year when we get heavy rains and the water is really uh, murky and flowing hard, the fish really put the chew on. So you'll see, you know, upsize and fish size and then quality and quantity catches. Anglers fishing at night on the Houstonic do seem to get the bigger fish. Nighttime's always the right time. You can upscale your presentations like seven to nine inch soft plastics. And even this time, this time of year when the dam's pumping, at nighttime they will hit SPs, especially fish, you know, cruising the shallows looking for an easy meal. The trout fishing remains steady in our local rivers and streams. The Far Mill is still producing fish, the Mianus and the Saugatuck. We do have live shiners in stock for guys ice fishing. There's none locally, but most anglers are going way north. Thanks and good luck. And to wrap things up in the report, we're going to take a short flight now down to Paradise. We're going to head on down to Marina Pez Vela and hear what's going on in Costa Rica. Hey there guys, this is Ben Gilmore checking in from Costa Rica. Right now I'm in Mamal Antonio, which is the rainforest bordering our beautiful Marina Pez Vela. Absolutely jam-packed with wildlife up here, all kinds of tourism activities. Another thing to check out when you're visiting us. On to the fishing guys, it's been absolutely fantastic this week. Lots and lots of marlin, sailfish, tuna and dorado during our offshore trips. Some of the highlights this week, we caught a 70 pound yellowfin tuna the other day. On super light tackle, we fought the thing for four hours, it was just insane. We've had marlin up to 250 pounds this week, rooster fish to 40 pounds and a big bull dorado of 50 pounds the other day. Inshore was a little bit slow, but just the other day cranked up again. Only this morning one of the guys released six snook and had some great rooster fish action as well. Guys, we've got a few months left of high season. There's no rain, beautiful sunsets here right now and great weather. Come down and check us out. Marina Pez Vela, Costa Rica. This is Ben Gilmore, back to you guys. That's what I have for you guys in the reports this week. Hopefully you're gonna find them useful you know, things are tapering off a little bit, but it's January. What do you expect? You know, and every fish that you can catch in January and February feels like you're kind of cheating the system. I love to do that. That's why I'm out here today. Um, but if you're not a subscriber to The Fisherman, I highly recommend you head over to the website. Check us out. We've got a lot of free content there. It gives you a full flavor of what we offer. We cover all the fishing from Delaware all the way up to southern Maine. Every species that swims in those waters, whether it's freshwater, saltwater, we cover it all. And all disciplines you know it could be surf fishing could be fly fishing could be wading the water like this could be going offshore to the canyons we cover it all so check us out and um, if you're still not convinced at least give us a like and subscribe here on youtube and hit that little bell thing down there every, every so you get a notification every time we post something new i appreciate you guys for watching and we'll see you next week